Welcome back to the Vinland Saga Chronicles of Vinland Saga podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chad. I'm Ronnie. And today we're covering Season 1, Episode 3, Troll. That's right. Uh, I mean, really, so far... Good God. <laughs> oh, this guy has had two weeks off, you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking the rust off, first podcast back, Wow. What I was going to say in my mind that didn't come out in a single word whatsoever was, best episode thus far. Correct. Not that the first two were bad at all, no. really enjoyed those, but this was this was one where you looked at and you go, oh wow, so we're jumping right into it. Yeah, this is when you actually get into the meat of things. It's starting to dive in more to more in-depth detail and things of that nature. Yeah, the first two were kind of like background nature. It felt like a slow build, and you could be like you could be under the inf- uh, thought process that it was going to be like a slow first few episodes. But then when you get to this one, you're like, oh, okay. So Ascalad and them are already right there with them. Yeah, very fun episode. I mean, I forgot how good of an introduction it does to Ascalad. Mm-hmm. He's just such a fun character. It- I had forgotten about it, and I had watched it just a few months earlier, but it's always different when you don't know the characters. Like, it was literally the first time I met him, so now I'm a few more episodes in, and going back and just watching this, you're like, oh, okay, so he was already he was already thinking about some of the things that we had discussed on air the past two episodes. Mm-hmm. I just didn't remember that he yeah. was putting that out there. Yeah, I think we we discuss multiple things where I go, wow, it says it right here in the episode, yeah. and I just did not remember that he ever knew that. So it's the kind of thing when you're watching, you think, oh, wow, people who really, really know the show and have rewatched multiple times, when they hear the podcast, they're probably going, "What? why are Ronnie and Chad acting like this? This is like an original thought. Mm-hmm. Like, Askeladd is going to say that in season one, episode three, at the uh, six minute and 32 <laughs> second mark. But... That's not what it is at all. Mm-hmm. It's just I didn't remember. Yeah. Do they not remember when Thorfinn at the 14-minute mark gets his butt spanked by Thor's? And then the- it's like, no, <laughs> we don't. I don't. The one thing I don't remember of the show is the six-year-old's bare ass, okay? I'm sorry. Forgive me. All right. Let's get right into this. That was very specific. It's kind of weird. So we start off. By the way, if you're just watching this net watching, if you're just listening, to, <laughs> if you're if you're watching the audio file of this now, stop doing that. That's really weird. Don't do that any longer. No, what I was saying is, if you're just listening to this now on the free feed, go check it out on the Patreon. You've got three episodes just waiting for you. I have been pleasantly surprised thus far with the uh, feedback we've gotten from the Patreon members. Excited for this series. Yes. Lots of fun. So we start off with that sleazebag Floki. Okay, I think I can call him that after this episode. Mm-hmm. He's telling Askeladd to pay up with Thor's dead body and that then he can do whatever he wants with the ships and the cargo after, you know, presumably killing Thor's. Askeladd then asks if it's okay because he's heard of him and apparently he's some hero to the Joms Vikings. So he's like, is this really okay, or is this like a setup? He's kind of, you know, go, getting through the lowdown here, trying to get in Floki's mind. Right, so do you think... That's interesting, because I took him as, at his word, which is means that Thor's, who's been out of the game for 15 years, has a legend surrounding him that even Askeladd is aware of. Okay. And Askeladd yeah. seems relatively younger than Thor's, I would say. Yeah, by a good, probably maybe decade. Yeah. About a decade younger. Yeah, I would say he's, what, 30s? Early 30s? Yeah, he's probably early 30s. Thor's is definitely early Mm -hmm. 40s, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Floki is a man of the law, okay? 15 years is a long time, in my opinion, to give a fuck about a guy that broke the law if he is considered a hero and he's just living out in Iceland. Like, why would you care that much? But Floki, apparently, there was a, you know, that's part of the military law. Joms Viking law. If somebody deserts, it doesn't matter how long it's been, who it is, you gotta kill him. Is what he's claiming. Is Yeah, this is what he's claiming. And then Askeladd asked why he didn't go ahead and kill him in Iceland, which is the question that you asked last episode. To which Floki says, it's none of your business. <laughs> so just... 
Not that great of an answer. Not that great of an answer. At the same time, it is such an awesome power dynamic because Floki's one of those guys with a square head who looks very yeah. strong, and Askeladd is sitting in the chair so disrespectfully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is for everyone who wants to know. That is how Chad used to treat the podcast. I remember old episodes when no one was really listening, and he was just... Because I was in control. He was kicked back, talking through his notes like a... I don't even know what, but terrible. So, totally disrespectful. But now he doesn't do that because he respects everyone listening and the podcast. Also, he doesn't have as much room to kick back as he used to, which I think is probably the reason why he doesn't do it. Um, also, what I wanted to mention is Askeladd judges Floki by saying if you're going to execute one of your own, one of your own should kill him, which I thought was like a... Uh, the whole conversation is is kind of Askeladd uh, figuring Floki out, but that was kind of a peek behind the curtain of Askeladd's motives or uh morals being like this is some weak shit like you yeah, guys are yeah. supposed to be the toughest vikings and you're coming to me <laughs> yeah, yeah to to kill him are you serious right because that's what, and and i think that's why he's got his feet up right here he's like oh they're they're coming to me for this but they're supposed to be such badasses i'm just going to treat him like this has his feet up and knows right away that something weird's going on yeah he's like these are the toughest dudes around there's why would they be coming to us to do this which still leads me to believe we we see later on in this episode he kind of gives out and this is what i remember from i think i mentioned it last time talking about how strong thor's is and he's like oh maybe he's scared of a loss he mentions that later on Mm -hmm. i still don't think that's the primary reason though yeah there's multiple like plays here from floki i think um but yeah, Askeladd asks for five pounds of gold up front, and then he'll do it. Okay, I think the the deal was five pounds of gold, but he added. He said, "No, this is, give it to me up front, plus so, okay. more." Yeah, he was trying to get double, right? He wants basically double. Yeah, with yeah. the five up front, ten pounds of gold, which, yeah. as we all know, is a lot. <laughs> Nowadays, that's approximately. Hold on, hold on. I can do the Wait, math. Do you math. know? Yeah, yeah. You know how much a pound of gold... This is the random-ass shit that Chad just knows. Do What is 3,000 times 16? That's... 3,000 times 16 would yeah, be... 48,000? 48,000. 48, okay, I do 48,000 times... Okay, I'm doing it. 10 pounds. 48,000 times 10. That's the your oh, answer. Oh, okay, I thought I was going to need a calculator. It's just 480,000, Chad. It's about, yeah, close to 500 grand in modern times. It's 3,000 an ounce. Why do you know that? <laughs> because I know that, Ronnie. Of course I know my gold. So how much is a pound of gold? An ounce of gold is 3,000. Do that times... <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow, wow. I'm actually wrong on that. An ounce of gold is 3,000? Yeah, so do 16 times 3, then times 10. I, th- that, I think that's what we did. Okay, that is what we did? I think so. I remember doing 16 times 3. 16 times 3,000. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. We did 48,000, then we... So yeah, around 500 grand in modern money. So really not that much, and because, I mean, back then, 10 pounds is a lot. <laughs> really not that much, he said. For guys living in in teepees, is like what looks like uh, Thor's and them are doing, and this guy strolls up and says, really not that much, $500,000. And, and then, too, I don't know how you, uh, this is obviously so long ago, I, I'd have no idea how you'd convert how much this really is this might actually if you did in i know modern times inflation's happened but this is before dollar bills so it could even be more i mean to that. be honest like if yeah five hundred thousand now if you do the conversion it almost i think you almost broke the show it almost made it unbelievable because that feels like it would be 500 million dollars yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he does he says that though okay and talks about is this when he says that uh, Floki has the upper hand? He said, oh, you think you have the upper hand? And then that's when a spear comes flying. Or yeah. Floki says that to Askeladd. R- right. Right. And then a spear comes flying in right in between them, where Askeladd doesn't flinch at all, but Floki looks like he absolutely dookies in his pants right here. Like, this scared him, legitimately. This is quite the maneuver. I don't know... 
Now, we see here in a second, so I'll, I'll continue on with this, but Asklad asks what type of warrior Thor's is and how he fights. But Floki says he's no longer a warrior. You don't really have to worry about that. And that's when Askeladd's like, he's still, things are still iffy here. He's right. still figuring them out. But yeah, little does Askeladd know, Thor's is legitimately like the fucking god Thor. He's that powerful. We'll see here later on, but he's that powerful. Yeah, he seems to be thinking more along the lines, because we kind of came to the conclusion last episode that we think it's a case where Floki has been told by his superior to go get him but Floki doesn't want to bring Thor's back, so he's trying to kill him. I think Askeladd seems more along the lines of thinking that Thor's is just so strong that Floki doesn't even want to deal with it. Um, and I think there's probably an element to that. It's but probably a little think, bit of both. I think there's more to it than just that. I think, too, that he couldn't... I think another element at play here is that he can't technically get his own guys to do it as well. Perhaps, yeah. Do you think like do you think his but, own well, guys know what he's doing right no, now? No, because I, I actually not so sure that that's the case because I feel like most of his guys are probably like maybe they're a little bit experienced, but keep in mind, fifteen years is a long time. So I don't think that his guys are made up of a bunch of late thirties, early forties. Yeah. They're probably more like Askeladd's age and maybe have heard some of the legends but probably don't really know what they're up against. And I would think that they're probably more along the lines of, let's just go kill him. Like, he's an old yeah. man sitting in a village But, but do you himself. think, like, that since the upper upper management, the top guy said to not kill him and go get him, do you think that that would sway their ways? Because Floki wants him dead. We know that. Right. Do you think if Floki said that, they'd be like, wait a minute. Well, that's being the- a- kind of being a traitor but that's the kind of thing where i'm thinking that they probably don't know like maybe the upper uh just told floki and they're just following you know obviously they're very uh military structured so whatever floki says goes so he's just telling them what they got to do and they're probably just taking orders and then too you could you could also put it at yeah they go and fight him but say he takes out, I don't know, how many's in this squad, do we know? In the Yom's Viking squad of Floki's? I don't. Say there's 40 guys. Say Thor's takes out like 20 to 30, but then dies. It's like, was it really worth 20 to 30 of right. Yom's Vikings to take him out? Um, so there's that. And then the whole thing with the guy behind the, the curtain. I guess the only way that I made that make sense was it's just that guy was standing there the whole time in case something went south. And Askeladd and his boys have just been to enough of these shady dealings that they see something as obvious as like, oh, wow, you have this curtain right here where we're meeting where yeah. someone could be right there. Like, we've seen this move before. Right. And that's when Jorn, he goes up, high fives Jorn. How do you say it? Bjorn, Jorn? She, <laughs> uh, Bjorn? Are you the guy's you, name? The guy's name is Bjorn that he goes up and high fives that okay. threw his spear. He basically says, oh, nice throw. Like They just start laughing and say, nice throw, yada, yada. Does that – did Floki – was he about to do something with Askeladd, like asking for too much? Do you think that guy was no. about to step in or no? Okay. No. I think that – And how does he? How does Floki not get more pissed that he just killed one of his guys? Because I think that they're completely replaceable to him and Askeladd – well, that's the, that's the one thing that I'm not sure about. Why, like – Bjorn had to hear the conversation, I guess, because it doesn't make sense if it's not doing that because it happens at a time where Askeladd is trying to um, to barter for more money and Floki's you know, acting like – he probably thinks, oh, you guys are getting ready to go die. Why would I pay you up front to go die? Yeah. And then this was a way of showing like, no, you might not be taking this seriously, but we are for real because we both know that we just killed that guy, but we're not going to talk okay. about it. All right. And then we go into the OP. I watch the OP every time. It's so fucking good. Yeah, I added the uh, the third time around was the number of times it took for me to add it to my Spotify. One of my favorite moments is him walking up in the snow, seeing uh, Thor's Helga and Yilva, and Thor's is on top of the roof, and he like just gives him a good look. Just I don't know why, but it's one of my favorite moments in the OP. It's love that. Awesome. Love love getting to feel for your feelings. <laughs> So, we get back from the OP, and we take a look at Iceland. Real quick, um, 
because this was after Askeladd talked with Bjorn, right? Yeah. The way Floki rips off that curtain is not how a single curtain in the world would rip ever. I just want to put that out there. He ripped it <laughs> as if it was... I don't remember how he did it. He ripped it as if it was wallpaper. You know, a curtain. You had it as a curtain, right? Yeah. You clocked it as a curtain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would just kind of... It would rip off at whatever thing was holding it, right? The pole. I don't know what the curtain pole is called. He ripped it like halfway down like it shredded like paper. Just, it's kind of silly. By the way, do you think if the Yams Vikings fought uh, Askeladd and them right here, they could easily take him out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he knows these are just like... Lo- because here's the thing. Right. Here's the thing. And we'll talk about this a little bit later. I don't know how many of these guys are actually with it. There's a f- you Yeah. You've got Askeladd. You've got Bjorn. Yeah. And then maybe a few more. Once you get like, outside of that, I feel like maybe they all have their one little thing that makes them. I feel like there's a couple guys here just because they cook kind of good. Dude, they they <laughs> just seem like a bunch of bandits. Some of them do. There's a guy dressed up as a bear. Okay. Yeah. I think that guy's just there for laughs. Right. Yeah. They and most they're all dicking around mm-hmm. when you can tell. You can obviously tell that Askeladd's IQ is way higher than most of these guys. Yeah, I think they're just. Yeah savages that <clears throat> are bodies that Askeladd can use. Mm-hmm. So you don't think he cares that much about them? I bet. Or I think he cares more about them than Floki cares about his guys. Yeah. I don't know how much, I don't know how much that means, but, but it is how I feel. <clears throat> so yeah, back from the LP, we go to Iceland and we see Ari. Okay. He's macking on Yilva. Yep. Wow. Look at it. What do you, I mean, what would you do right here? If you're about to go to war, you would right. do the same thing, right? You got to go Mackin. Got to get I'll, you a girl. Honestly, I respect the move uh, by Ari because this is one that I have not tried yet. You have to try and get a girl to marry you while she's still half asleep. Get them early. Get them early. I, that's, I think, one of my major problems. I wait until later in the day. Well, that, that's what you need to do. You need to join the army. Yeah. The morning of leaving, go wake someone up and... Well, I don't know. I'm kind of scared to go to the army. I'm just thinking, you know, like 7 a.m. Start. I think I need to start operating out of like a Starbucks. Just walking yeah. up to them as they're getting their coffee, like half asleep. And like, hey. Hey, you're getting the venti iced vanilla latte as well, sweetie. Now, the one thing is like it sucks because Ari can pretty much straight up walk up and be like, hey, let's get married. It's Viking times. It's not weird. I can't do that. So... I feel it like does suck. Mating has become harder and harder. Yeah, think about how easy it was to just get to trick a girl back in the day. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, you had to trick them on a date, and then you had to trick them on another date, and then you had to trick them to sleep with you, and then you had to trick them to say yes to an engagement, and then you had to trick them to get yeah. a marriage. Basically, it was two trickings. It was just say that you'll marry me, and then marry me, and then boom, yeah. you win. Oh, I'm 22. You're 15. <laughs> One of those. God. Now it's like, oh. Now, when you try to trick somebody at that those age differences, you get tricked into jail. There's That's so just many. How it goes. Whoa, yes, rightfully so, I think. So yeah, if he doesn't die though, they're they're definitely getting married. Okay, that's my you take. Right? If he doesn't die, which is yeah, that, a little tough. That is that is really the one caveat that you yeah. got going for you. And then all the other thirst boys, when he finally walks away, they come up and they try doing the same thing. It's like no, you just saw him shooting a shot. Don't piggyback off the boy Ari. And now she's more awake, like you said. Mm-hmm. So, they I mean, their chances are gone. And I, I, Yilva seems great, but I think she is also one of maybe three girls her age in the whole village. So they've yeah, got to, like, they all have to shoot their shot at the same goal. Yeah. Dude, now that I think about it, think of all the uh, the single moms in that village. I I was literally thinking about it because that started happening and I started – um, this is when they're all boarding the ships and you see kind of the whole village. And I was looking around and there are a lot of moms. A lot. So they did their duty. They gave sons. But at a certain point, you got to make more women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That That is one of the greatest points you've ever made. on The this. future is female. Uh, so, yeah, we do get a lot of moms, though, going to talk to their young men about you know getting ready to leave this is just such it's such a sad moment because even the moms like 
you obviously have Helga. She knows what war's about. Mm-hmm. She knows how terrible it is. God. Even but some of these moms don't even really know how bad it truly is. I'm sure some of them have lived a pretty sheltered life here in Iceland, which is probably most of them. Yeah, it's like they're just all bored. They're just yeah. happy for a shakeup, and they think this is what they're supposed to do. And they're all—they don't understand what's what's going on. And then, of course, like we said, since they've never been to war, they're all hyped up thinking that they're just about to go kill everybody. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we're going to go kill everybody. Like, so excited, even though none of these people have killed somebody before. Literally none of them besides mm-hmm. Thor's. Right. They've been fighting with wooden swords for the past yeah. 10 years of their life. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we have another young gal, though, okay? They're about to board the ship. She comes up to Ari. Ari must be a famous one in this little village here because he pays her no attention. And these other guys, she's asking, she's like, oh, good luck, Ari. Don't die on me. Uh, she was as cute as a button. Yeah. And none of these other guys are paying attention to her. Why does everybody want uh, Yilva? I don't know. That was the biggest thing. That, I mean, Yilva, obviously, yeah, she's got she's got something going on. She's the daughter of Helga, daughter of Thor's. She's obviously very independent. You want the ones that you can't have. That's what they say. Yeah. That's not the way I, I operate. I just want the ones that are there. and That are breathing. But I did. My note changed because I was like, Yelva's one of two girls in the village, and then I saw this girl, and I went, whoa, who is this? There's, she's mm-hmm. one of three girls. Surely there's a third one somewhere. See, this is the girl I would pick. The yeah. one that's cute, innocent, and no one knows about. That's what I, That's who I'm picking I right liked there. her. I want to see more of her. She seems She seemed nice. So our, right when she's saying that to him, though, Ari keeps arguing with another dude about Yelva. Of course, they're fighting over And then our old man, Snitch Erickson, Tells the young girl a secret. Yeah. Okay. This guy cannot keep his mouth shut. I'm glad I finally, it took me three episodes to swing you on what a dirtbag this Leif Erikson is. Well, when I found out that the reason the people knew Thor's was alive is because of Snitch Erikson, I knew what, I knew what type of guy we had here because then he tells a secret to a girl and you never, any guy that tells secrets to girls behind other men's back, what are they? Snitches. You can never trust people like this. But... He also, says, I don't, I don't like this creepy old man getting involved in, yeah, in the mating of youngins. I agree. And he says the young boys are actually going to get left behind in Norway. They're not actually going to battle, so he'll, he's going to be just fine. You don't even need to worry. And it's all want, because of Thor's. And I was a little mad that Thor's even told this to Leif Erikson. I know. Thor's has got to stop trusting this guy, especially when he's spilling the beans to a random 13, 14-year-old girl in the village. Yes. What is he doing? Uh, Speaking of the young men, there's like 10 of them going on the ship, and they're already backstabbing each other. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they just do not make a good unit at all. So apparently, Leif has a lot of influence in Norway. Um, No, he doesn't. That's what, this is what he says. I know that's what he says, but just as like an onlooker, no, he doesn't. He's he's the kind of guy who gets to Norway. He's like, guys, what's up? And no one knows who yeah. he is. Like maybe one guy he's seen before. and One guy sees him and he goes, don't you owe me like two pounds of gold? Yeah. Hey, aren't you the guy whose whole crew died <laughs> on your last voyage, but somehow you lived? Yeah, he's like, hey, my brother was three times the warrior that you are and yet you here you stand before me while I've while his his body's lost on a glacier somewhere. We then see Thor's he's walking around Iceland looking for Thorfinn and he's yelling for him too but he can't find him. Mm-hmm. So Thorfinn must be mad, he must just be hiding because his dad's leaving. Okay, he must be very upset. I'm sure he will not do anything bad in this moment and obviously I know what's getting ready to happen but the first time I watched it I was really I was truthfully sad it is a sad moment yeah yeah it is sad when you don't know what's gonna happen because a little funny story about Ronnie I remember one time my dad going on a business trip and I had been mad at him like that day prior and he so the day before I was mad at him he left at like 6am the next day so when I wasn't awake and so he was trying to say goodnight to me, and I remember, like, hiding outside so I didn't have to say bye to him because I was so mad at him. And then waking up the next morning, he was gone, and then just crying for the next three hours and, like, look, <laughs> like looking at pictures of him on the refrigerator like I was never going to see him again. 
He's um, gone to get a glass yeah. of, not a glass of milk. He's go, gone to get milk. Right. He's never coming back. Because it was like my 17th birthday was the next day. And so I was pretty, <laughs> <laughs> so I was pretty torn up. And it just reminded me a lot of uh, this moment with Thorfinn where I was like, oh, Thorfinn's going to miss his dad. He's going to regret it for the rest of his life. I know. And at the age of six. So, I mean, he is very much acting like a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. I will say that. But So, he finally gives up, and he just boards the ship with the other guys. And we see that he has an oar the size of ten regular ones. Okay? It is just gigantic. I mean, how much does that oar weigh? <laughs> There's no time. <laughs> it has to weigh so much. Uh, but, yeah, he's ready to kick this water's ass. And all the other guys, I love how the other guys just kind of look, but they don't say anything. He's on an entire side of the boat by himself. So, we then have, though, Thor's telling Helga to tell Thorfinn, and then he can't even get the words out of his mouth what to say to Thorfinn. He's just kind of like, you know, just tell him that, you know... Tell him, and then she says, I'll tell him, <laughs> without him ever saying anything. She is the perfect she woman. She is the perfect woman. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. There is not a better woman or wife that I've seen in any TV yeah. series in real life anywhere yeah. besides this woman. I mean, you knew how much I loved Carla, but Helga is just... The, I'm, I'm not even kidding. She's this, the apple of my eye. This is one of the most beautiful moments I've seen in a... Uh, husband and wife situation. I know. With a kid. It is, oh, so and good. The, and guess what, everyone? Guess what? This is the second best Helga moment of the episode. Woo! <laughs> Such a cute, wholesome moment. But he finally smiles. She, of course, gives him that reassurance. And then they start to row off. They're on their way to war. And it's just funny seeing them in this, like, big-ass... Yom's Viking ship because how many of these people have actually even been on a ship like gone past the coast maybe they've gotten on the ship to fish a little bit on the coast but how many of them have actually like these young men clearly not much as we're getting ready to see everyone's already beat okay they start rowing and almost the the I mean I would be too I'm not gonna lie if I've never done it before like you're gonna be so tired from this and they're all like 15 so how old do you think Ari is like 15 16 yeah I would say like yeah 16 ish yeah seems about right yeah the uh so the one thing that I bet is factually true that I hadn't thought about that they keep complaining about in the show is your ass yes they start complaining about their ass being on I mean the bare wood while you're moving back and forth yeah Got to be getting chapped, maybe so, some splinters. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, because it's really the only thing that you're using, um, unless they have some sort of like foot thing to help push off of. But if not, really, it's the only kind of place they have to uh, create energy. I'm trying to think of how friction. Friction. Thank you, Chad. Yeah, it's uh, it'd be rough on the ass, man. I've yeah. had chapped ass before. Really? Not from rowing, how but from so, riding from, a bike. You from can get someone it. riding. Me riding a bike and pedaling. From you riding? Yeah. 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 Oh, um, bike, yes. Riding bike. Yes. When is the last time you rode a bike? Well, you went to, never mind. Yeah. You're I a very ride good a bike you're, on vacation. You're a very good, yeah, you bike on vacation. You're a very good bike rider. You can do it no hands. Thank you. Thank you for telling people that. You're welcome. That's the first time you've ever given a sneak compliment about me. Yeah, it's pretty, not many people uh, I've seen videos of it. It seems pretty cool. Thank you. I take... Very good pride in riding around with no handlebars. They made a song about it. You should check it out sometime. God, that is a song right now that you just unlocked my memory of, and if I listen to it right now, I'd crack up. <laughs> Thor's then tells Ari, okay, Ari's the one freaking out a little bit about rowing. He's super tired. He tells him not to worry. They're deep enough out now where they're done rowing for a while because the current's just taking them. And as he says that, we then get the quote of the day for me, okay? Because we get a response from somebody inside of a barrel that sounds an awful like, awful lot like Thorfinn that okay. says, "Does that mean we can turn? We can't turn back anymore, Father?" In the most cute voice ever. <laughs> and Thor's is caught up in it, man. He's just in. He is because it's so random. He's like, "Yep." <laughs> He's like, that's exactly right. Whoa! That's exactly right, son. And then we get Thorfinn popping out of the barrel, 
he's absolutely messed up because he's got a tinkle, okay? He's got a tinkle a lot, and he runs over to the edge of the ship and just lets it all out. That's the kind of piss that brings tears to your eyes. Yeah. I just came back from vacation. I had a couple of those. Those are those are something else. You did it off the ship? No, I didn't do it off the cruise ship, but okay. like, you know, travel days or something like that. Sometimes you got to hold it for a while. You find an available bathroom, and it's a little more awkward, you know, when you're just standing next to a urinal and you got some tears coming out your eyes and you don't want that guy to glance over. Because it's also like, when do you wipe them away, right? You're holding something. You're making sure it doesn't run away down low. Yeah. I mean, and, and then it's like, you just keep going. Like, somebody pisses beside you, and then another guy comes, pisses, another guy comes, pisses, and you're still going. Yeah. So you're through, like, three different guys. Sometimes, I, do you ever take pride in that? Sometimes if I'm yeah. there for, like, a long time... I don't know why, because it's just literally it's the amount of hydration you have. I guess it's like I'm so proud of how, how hydrated I am. Maybe that's it, yeah. When you pull off this move, and guys know what I'm talking about, when you, okay, boom, you walk up to a urinal, you start. Someone walks up next to you. They start using the urinal, and then they finish and leave their urinal before you leave yours. That is the most bitch move. I will never do that. Nope. I think about that. Every time... I go to a urinal second. I'll stand there for five minutes if I have to. That guy is leaving before me. Sometimes they're on their phone and they're just texting. I'll act like I'm still pissing. Will you really? Do you ever do that? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't just act like I'm pissing. I'd probably get on my phone and play the phone game with that guy. Just whoever can be on the phone the last phone lungs. No, dude, I'll act like I'm just straight peeing. Because really, if you're the kind of guy who's going to be on your phone at a urinal, you have, I give you like 20 seconds for that. You cannot yeah. be doing that for a long time. Dude, what I found out is if like you ever get, I haven't done weed in a long time, but if you ever, congratulations, if you ever do weed and you try to pee in the urinal, sometimes just like being high, I can't pee. Like you can't get it going? Yeah. It's like some, sometimes I'm like, I don't even know if I have to pee right now. Right, right, right. It's like, wow, I'm standing here. I came to this bathroom to take a piss, and now I don't even remember if I had to piss or not. The Okay, that's an, another awkward moment, because sometimes you'll... Uh, I, I'm not pee shy. Like, I'll pee next to a dude. I'll pee next to whoever. I don't care. But what will happen sometimes is if I'm in, like, a group, and, like, two guys are like, uh, uh you know, we don't know when we're going to see another bathroom. We're going to go ahead and go. I'll go too. And when you step up to a urinal next to someone who is peeing, and then in that moment you realize, oh, I don't have to go. And I'm just like, yeah. I'm shooting a blank here. I, that's a tough one. Because then you tough. just, you kind of have to, at that point, it really is just a waiting game. And hopefully it's a crowded bathroom so they don't hear that you're not streaming. Yeah. And then once they flush it, you know, you tuck it back in, you flush right. it. Like, oh, God, thank, hey, thank God I let loose there. And sometimes the maneuver I pull there is I just shake. Just rapidly. I just keep shaking, even though if nothing's come out. And okay. they're just like, oh, that guy, he must have went seriously if he's shaking that much. Like he's knocking off that final drip vigorously. Yeah. That thing was holding on for dear life. Yep. All that to say, I really respected the old hiding in the empty barrel trick. Dude, it worked to perfection because he not only did it like right when they were leaving, he was in there for a long time. Who was this an oversight on? Did he, was there just an, surely there was not an empty barrel just sitting on the ship. That would be stupid. So he had to, there had to be barrels that were making their way to the ship that he just got in. Yeah, that's what it's probably most and, likely. And had. some dumbass like Ari didn't even look inside the barrel to see. Yeah, because it makes so much sense. There's so many dumbasses like Ari that yeah. have never done anything like this. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't even think to look in there. He's like, oh, loading up the barrels. Yeah. God, that's so awesome. Pulled it off to perfection, okay? But I will say it deserves the ass beating of a lifetime here. This is when the spanking mm -hmm. of a child is much deserved. And also, while he's peeing, he's enjoying the ocean view. He's never been out here before. Well, how he is, awesome he is, is that? He is through tears. He is through tears, but how awesome is that? Because you know the feeling he's got of releasing that is already heavenly. And then he gets to see a beautiful ocean view that he's never seen. Well, and then Thor's emotions here are an absolute roller coaster because at first he's like, he's like first scared that he's there, then he's mad, then Thorfinn is taking in the ocean for the first time. So they're having a father son bonding moment of like mm -hmm. appreciating the beauty of the ocean. So then he's like proud, happy dad, 
And then he's got to go back to – then he's probably going back to being scared, and then he goes back to being angry and then settles it sad or yep. uh, scared. Right. And then we then go to Askeladd telling Bjorn that Floki is keeping secrets. Okay. He's probably lying about the execution of Thor's, and he realizes that this is a damn assassination, and it must be a personal grudge or something like that. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't know the exact reason, but it's got to be something along those lines. He then thinks that he might be afraid of a loss. Okay, Maybe if he tried this out, he would lose too many people. Um, yeah, so that's almost... well. And then, so Read your notes again. Read your notes. I need to hear that one part. Which the last part? Um, personal grudge? Part, no, like two parts before, when he says he's not telling the whole truth or something like that. Yeah, he's keeping secrets and probably lying about the execution of Thor. Okay, saying like that order was probably not true. He's, right, he's probably doing this himself. Yeah, which because I almost was starting to work on another theory, but that's why I needed you re- to reread that because I don't think this is true. But I'll throw it out there. For a second, I thought maybe, um, the leader of the Yamas Vikings did get word of it told him Floki to go kill him but then Floki's like I don't I don't want to do that like that guy's badass I'm gonna get someone else to do it but I think it's more what we initially said right that's what it seems like at least mm-hmm. it's now like the whole execution thing is, is straight bullshit yeah the head guy probably does not give a fuck that Thor's has been gone for 15 years since he's literally is a hero He's like, well, we actually we need him now. Tell him we'll forgive everything if he just comes along with us. And to further our point about Askeladd and his men, like he's just talking to this with Bjorn. Yeah, right. That's he, another. He's, he's not gathering the whole crew around me. Like, all right, guys, listen. He's like, they don't need to know. They're that's just- a, that is actually <laughs> that's like, actually hey, a great point. That, that goes back to me earlier saying like the, the only one that he joked around with and was like, oh, nice spear throw was Bjorn. Yeah, not any of the other guys. And it's the kind of thing where he's basically telling Bjorn, like, I think this we might be up against something with this guy. Like, this guy's legit. He's not even bothering to tell his other guys that. He's <laughs> yeah. like, they're kind of hopeless anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. And then knowing what happens at the end of this episode, they had zero idea. <laughs> yeah, because if they knew what they were up against, maybe the uh, the guy in the bear suit, he goes, you know, maybe I don't put on the bear suit today. <laughs> So, Thor's then pulls down Thorfinn's pants uh, for being a very naughty boy and then just starts to get into cheat clapping. And I counted four spankings here, at Did least. You, now, how do you feel about a... Um, I think I know how you feel. You're part of the group that would gather around and watch this spanking take place. Because everyone was gathered around yes. watching this. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely... And the reason being is because, like... I'd be like, oh, you little shit, you deserve this, and I'd mm-hmm. be watching it. Yeah, I'm trying, I don't know where I would end up. No, probably it, be- it is, they do gather a lot around a little bit too eagerly for this. I wouldn't be that eager to see it, but I would be like, well, he's getting what he deserves. I'd just be thinking that. You'd be like, well, he's getting what he's deserved. I'll check it out. I'll see, I'll see justice be served. Yeah. Because I have definitely seen a few uh, spankings in my lifetime recently the past you know five to ten years and most of the time i'm like yeah this is a little awkward but yeah you're getting what you deserve i'll watch it and to clarify he has little cousins guys it's not it's not like he's just scoping out public spankings (laughs) yeah yeah i've got family members that they don't sneak onto boats and uh go off to war but they do other things yeah they they get up to other stuff now i'm trying do you remember like one I remember, like, one thing that I got spanked for. Now I'm trying to, like, remember what I got spanked for. Because I got them. I got spanked, too, but like you said, it's ne- I never remember the specific detail. Yeah, the only one I remember was uh, staying up, like, past my bedtime and, like, sneaking around. One of the ones I remember is I, like, uh, I grabbed two cookies instead of one. No, that didn't happen. Okay, that was a lie. That was bad. I just wanted to say something that wasn't worthy of it and just to see your reaction. Wish your dad was here. I'd give him to spank you for lying. Maybe that was one, was lying. I know I got spanked a lot for picking on my sister. And mm. by picking on her, I probably, probably more than just picking, I probably definitely went over the edge with it. 
I remember getting in trouble for uh, picking on Travis, but I don't know. Luckily, it was the kind of thing where I don't think I ever got spanked just because they took his word for it. Like, and I was a nice enough yeah. guy. I was too smart to do something really bad in front of them that would cause me to get spanked. Um, but I definitely, I can't think of what I got spanked for. Yeah, I definitely got the, the bad end of those too, though. Her being a girl, you know, obviously getting away with more. But then obviously, there was some times where I deserved it. <laughs> where you sure. took it a little bit over the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, girls get away with a lot more. Just look up murder cases. and <laughs> Just look up his evidence. His evidence as, as he's, well, I'll say scratching his nose, but he was in there a little bit. <laughs> Just look up all murder cases. Yeah. Give me the demographic and the, the, the pop, what is it, the population size of murder cases. You yeah. tell me women aren't getting away with Do it. Do chat a favor and just Google murder cases. Tell me what you come back with. <laughs> so we get to nighttime on the ships, and we see some expert maneuvering here from uh, the good old Leafy Boy. Mm. The master of the sea is what some people call him. Uh, just imagine driving through a new city without maps, Ronnie. Without like your ways, your your Google Maps, this guy Leaf is navigating through the sea without anything. He just knows exactly where to go. He just breathes it. He's smelling the air. Yeah, I, this was this is one of those things where once again people are like, oh wow, Leaf, he's such a sea magician. He just knows which direction to head in. He's looking at the sun and going that way. Uh, he's a sea magician. I no. love that take that you just had there. That it's is a great term. A, it's it's like the one route that he's done over and over again. <laughs> Ari then asks Thor's while Thorfinn is... It's like this. It's like this. If you had driven to the local town okay. 30 times over your lifetime and no one else has ever left the house and then one time they get in the car with you and you just drive to... It's not like they asked you to go to North Carolina or something. They just said, yeah, just drive to the next town over and they all go, oh my God, you just know exactly where you're going. <laughs> But it's nighttime and in the ocean. Right. That's the difference. Ari then asked Thor's while Thorfinn is sleeping what it's like on the battlefield. And then that's when Thor smiles, saying he doesn't even answer the question at first. He just says, Wow, you've got a tough job ahead of you to please my daughter. Um she what does he say? He says she likes a strong type I can't remember what he says exactly. Yeah, it's something like she likes a strong type. Um but also, Ari is so lucky that this went as well as it did. Because how much, like, he's such a dummy for thinking that Thoris is the type of guy to sit around and tell war stories. Right. So the fact that Thoris didn't just, like, look at him and turn away and make it extremely awkward on just this small, right. know, smallish boat. Is, um, oh, that's what, I think Thoris respects Ari a lot just for... Obviously, you know, like it's a small village. Well, he so feels he bad it. for him too. He feels bad for him. He knows that he's like, well, this kid, he does want to be a man and do all this fighting. He's like, but I actually respect more that he doesn't have to do it. He's what he's probably thinking. Yeah, it's interesting because from Thor's perspective, because he's telling him, he's like, hey, listen, my daughter likes a strong guy, and Ari's thinking he's going to be like strong and go and fight. But what Thor's knows, knows and Ari doesn't know is the plan is to get up here and then leave him and have him just sail back home. Yeah. <laughs> Not doing anything. How strong is Ari going to feel then? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I put here, too, he is such a cool dad for this. Uh, this is, I want to be this type of dad. If I had a daughter to be able to tell a kid this, it's not like the sleazy father that we work with we work with a guy that's a father mm -hmm. that won't even let us date his 17 year old daughter it's messed up dude like because he won't even admit that i'm a perfect match for her. right if she was just a few years older you could be the perfect yeah. husband because i don't even do it in a weird way I, the way i always pitch it to him i was like come on you so what you're telling me is you're basically after a guy who's exactly like me because he'll be like I'm like, well, what are you, what are you looking for in a guy for your daughter? He goes, well, you know, someone who's a hard worker, you know, he's got a job. Ronnie sounds like Ronnie. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't want him drinking a whole lot. Ronnie don't want him smoking. Well, you know, Ronnie times two. I want him to be able to take care of her, and I, you know, good, a good guy, not a hoodlum. Right. Do, like, does isn't a big money waster. 
Like, yeah. Oh, wow. This is this is all Ronnie. Can provide for financially. And I'm like, some me? And he's like, no, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. not interested. <laughs> not interested. She's 17, but it's fun to mess with her. So, Thor's then starts talking about his past. <laughs> Which, another thing, uh, real quick on messing with our coworker about his uh his daughter he he always says that to me like he doesn't like me joking around like that but then as far as chad goes he specifically told her one time don't oh, yeah. even look at that guy yeah he says don't even look at that guy he's a predator that was his exact wording and he pointed i saw him pointing at me yeah i was like oh god what is he what is he saying to her don't even look at that guy he's a predator so i had to go ask him what so what did you just say to her you were like pointing at it, at me very angrily and stuff, and then that was the exact words he said. Yeah, he didn't hold back. And I said, "No way!" I was like, "I'm telling her the next time she walks by, I'm telling her I'm not a predator." And he said, "No, you're not. Don't even think about it." So I don't, guys. I don't know why he said that strictly about me. I don't get it because I feel like I am kind of a nice guy, but yeah. I mean, to be honest, he's gonna look back whenever she makes whatever stupid decision she eventually makes, and he's gonna go, "Wow." I would have been so lucky to have either Ronnie or Chad betrothed to her. Mm-hmm. Or both. Or both. So Thor starts talking about his past, and when a man like this starts speaking, you freaking listen. That's right. Okay. You sh- you shut the fuck up, and you listen. And what does Ari do? He does exactly that. He knows the rules here. So he says that his first child, Yilva, was born while he was a Yams Viking in Yamsburg. I Yeah. I guess Yamsburg, right? Yeah, that's right. Or was were they on the are ship? You, are you just mixed up because it's such a stupid name? It is a very stupid name, but I, I was like, confused. Maybe like, they were on, at. He's sea. in between stints because he's telling her like he's rushing out and being like, "Oh, we're we're loading up okay. now. We gotta leave." Yeah, you could tell in this moment he was still a vicious warrior. Yeah, because he knows nothing about babies. Okay, he knows zero about babies. He could not care less almost about this baby. He kind of picks it up. It's like it's like when when somebody picks up a baby that you know they have zero idea what you're doing. You're like, oh shit! When somebody needs to watch them and make sure they hold their head up, like yeah. behind their head. In the case, it's like a case of what do you do when that person's the father? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the nurses they're like freaking out, but they're like, this guy's the leader of the Yams Vikings. We can't exactly get <laughs> on to him about how to hold his child. And then he's like, yeah, I'm, I gotta go, yada yada. And Helga goes, well, can you please give her a name? Okay, because he's a little no, upset okay, that it's no, a girl. You forgot, yeah, a little upset. So disrespectful. <laughs> More than disrespectful. This, is how, I, this is how I would be when I, when I find out I'm having a girl. Keep yeah. going. That's why I thought you were skipping by it. Is because when I watched it, I was like, this would be Chad. <laughs> this is how Chad would act it. First he said, he said, the leader wants a boy. Have a boy next time. First of all, the leader, we come to find, is just her father. So what a weird family dynamic where he's referring to him as the leader when he could have just said, your father wants a boy, have a boy. Also say what you really mean, uh, Thors, which is, I want a boy, have a boy. Yep. But Helga, oh, oh. Go ahead and get to the note, Chad. What is the note here? What a woman. When she tells him to please name the child. Well, yeah, first she says name the child, and he's like, listen, I'm really busy. I've got to go do Viking shit. And he starts walking. He's like, just do whatever. Whatever you do will be fine. Call her butt face for all I care. And then she, what a woman, Say it. sits. She sits up in bed, and he said it was the first time he ever heard her angry. And she said, Thors, name the fucking kid. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's so awesome that she doesn't even decide to name this kid. She makes Thor's the freaking yes. legend name him. And name he her. could tell we didn't we don't see this party, he just kinda tells Ari back in present time. But something about her being angry woke him up enough to where he actually slowed down, stopped long enough to think about his mother and name the kid his mom's name. Yep. Yilva was his own mother's name. And this is the first time he says that he he wanted to be with his family basically he like had that oh shit like 
I feel, do you think so you think if she never said that never forced him to be like no name your child and stuff then he would have maybe not have that realization right and oh god she's playing him like a fiddle here because he's just trying to avoid any connection that mm-hmm. he can he's just trying to you know he's like oh I've got a wife but I'm using her for this one thing to give me airs and then the second that she makes it personal guess what you can't just stop thinking about your yep. kids once you name it after your dead mother right she oh, got him. And that's too, I forgot this part. He did say this is the first time he got scared going to battle yes. after that moment. Ooh, that's that's deep right there. Daytime rolls around, and we find out from Leif Erickson that they're, where they're at right now in the moment is the Foro Islands. Okay, this is a real place, Ronnie. I looked it up. Okay. Love Sorry, you doing I think... That- I think Pharaoh is how you pronounce okay, it. Okay, love you doing that research. It lies between Iceland and Norway. And he says that, you know, they should rest here a bit before they continue on their journey. So it's been, what, about roughly 24 hours or so? Are you being serious? Yeah, how long has it been? I See, here's Or the could thing. it have been, it could be 72 Dude, hours. Here's the thing about the sea, man. I just, anytime someone goes on the sea to anywhere, I just assume that they've been out there for a week. Okay. I, I mean, it could it could only be about three or four days. Though. It could. I'm just assuming that to get all the way to Norway, it probably takes, especially in these times where they're literally rowing and riding the currents, at least a couple weeks. So yeah. the idea that they're like, oh, these islands are just 24 hours away and they've never taken a trip over there where it seems like he says, oh, we can trade with these people. I'm assuming that it's like far enough to where even if you have your own little village – and this is in between you and Norway, I would have thought with someone like Ari, you know, when he's 14, you get him out for an adventure. You're like, oh, we'll go over. It's only a day's ride. We'll go trade some stuff over at the island. So I'm thinking it's probably a little bit further than that, but I don't know. That that would suck, dude. I would hate to be on a Viking ship for that long. For how long? More than a day. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's the thing about those uh, those sailors. They'll just do that for weeks. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. I don't understand. It's not like it's a fucking cruise ship where you like have all these amenities. and Yeah, and there were certain times a... I was ready to get off the damn boat, and we didn't even go that far. That's the thing. You look at the, you look at the map. We went from like Miami. The furthest we went to like was Puerto Rico, and we were on a boat that went you know 30 miles per hour or however fast it went um and then looking at how close that is on a map compared to some things that people sailed with just boats like this where they're like oh you know we'll 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 row for a couple hours and then we'll ride the currents hey kill me way more powerful than we are in the mind i'd like to see him post a podcast though so Leaf then pulls out the drum kit okay what is up with these drum why do they always do drumming when it comes to ships you do you know yeah i do know what's the answer to that it's to um to alert the island that no, there's... no 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 first of all this is i said i do know and i acted very confident um i don't know but i think i know so let me just see because i think what i'm getting ready to say it makes sense it's so they uh it's to keep time with the rows okay you know so you don't have one asshole that's rowing out of order with the other people Okay. You want to be That's a good an- that's a better answer cuz it did it did go camera view mm-hmm. straight to the rose. I know that well, I say camera, it's not really technically a camera but right. drawing view. It's all about keeping time, you know. It's I know you're not musically gifted like myself, but No, I, I can ride a bike with no handlebars. No, no handlebars. And then doesn't you, go, I can keep rhythm with no metronome. <laughs> Is that a line? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's not we're gonna listen to that song after this thing is and then doesn't he start rapping? Does it, yeah. Look at me, look at me, hands are free. <laughs> I'm fly. Yeah. Who's that by? It's it's a, a that's weird a one owl. hit wonder, right? I think it's a weird owl. Keep going. I'll I'm on it. So they start going in between these like cliffs towards this island. <laughs> Sorry, would you like to know who yes. handlebars is by? Yes, please. What year do you think that track came out? Oh seven. Very close, oh five. That came out by the uh, the Flowbots. 
<laughs> the Flowbots. I mean, that, I'm actually kind of jealous of that name. That's a <laughs> cool name. Let me see what the Flowbots are up to. Let's see if they uh, from Colorado. They still have a working website. Still doing very well, the Flowbots. Congratulations, guys. All right, keep going on. All right. So they realize something's off. Okay. Leaf is not having a good feeling. He tells Thor's, and Thor's starts to get that feeling, and then he looks up at the cliffs and can, you know, we don't see anybody, but it's almost like he knows, okay, they got some people up there. Well, this was another good, like, paying attention to detail in the storytelling because they're riding up and they go, there are not as many houses as there were mm-hmm. last time. And it's yep. because they're getting ready to start falling on them. Yeah. Yeah, we then see the guys up top. They start going, oh, shit. These guys down here must be good. They've caught on to us. And that's when they dump off all the house debris. Yeah. They just start dumping it. It hits some of the ships, but then it also blocks their traveling, which mm-hmm. is the main thing they're doing right here. And I don't like being a stickler because I like the show, so this isn't me picking on the show. I think they did a fine job telling us what they were doing. But just from a logistics standpoint, the amount of rubble I saw did not dam up this this passage right yeah yeah okay it would take so much (laughs) it Mm -hmm. would take so much rubble to dam up this passageway by just throwing it off the cliff it would be insane so thor starts prepping because he knows what's up okay he tells them to cover their heads that arrows will be fired by the way i also like the uh because i think it happened before they hit the rubble the very very first sign of just anything not going exactly as planned, half the guys on the ship are like, well, we should probably just like turn around, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <They're> just, <laughs> like, they've been talking about how oh, they're going to kick ass in battle. Here's the first chance for them to like fight someone. Like, well, we should probably just yeah. like go, right? We should probably just Row backwards, around. right? Row backwards. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, they fall into the perfect trap because there's going to be arrows from above and then there's going to be Asclad and some more men cruising on in on their ship. Leaf knows that they are fucked. That is the, he doesn't say anything, but the look on his face is just the look of, we are absolutely fucked. Um, and I, and what's interesting here is as much as Leaf has traveled, that's probably why he's thinking this. It's, it's just the fact that if this has never happened to him and all the times he's traveled and it's happening right now, He's like, oh, this has probably been planned from the beginning. Now, the thing I'm interested in figuring out, because I don't remember from the uh, next few episodes I watch, is if Thor's and Leif Erikson, because they're the only two that would put this together, if they just are looking at this as like, oh, these are mercenaries who have taken over the island and they've just been waiting for anyone, or if they immediately go to, oh, this is some funny business with Floki. I imagine Thor's probably knows more than Leif. Right. Just the fact that Floki came, they got mm-hmm. a ship, and as soon as they go out, something like this happens. It's like, just doesn't add up. Yeah. Leaf might not know as much, because he didn't really know about Thor's past, but... So yeah, they, they all realize that this is not good. One guy says, oh, we should just surrender, but then even Ari <laughs> says, no, if they capture us, we'll just be sold off in the slave market. So like, I like how he's already, he's thinking ahead. He's actually kind of with it right here. Right. He's even, he's talking about, he said, the only option is to fight. He starts unseating his sword. Thoris tells Ari to chill, though, that he's no match for these guys because these guys aren't amateurs. Like, this whole setup here is, they know what they're doing. He then pats Thorfinn on the head, takes a deep breath. God, he's so calm. And goes, he's so calm. And goes to his chest to where he pulls out his sword and then pulls out the small sword for Thorfinn. And he says that uh, he tells Thorfinn to strictly use this for self-defense. That's it. Just to protect himself. Thor then tells Ari to not use the word kill so lightly. Um, as we see Bjorn, God, I can't fucking say that, eating a mushroom. Okay, just absolutely disgusting. I can't stand mushrooms, especially raw mushrooms. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not like, a fan of them. And this sh- one just looks like it's not that shroom good. Shroom guy. Wh- it was weird when he was eating it. I thought that he was like powering up. It kind of is, yeah. It kind <laughs> of is. A did power. It, I was like, I was like, wait, did I forget this guy has some sort of like mushroom power? 
it's not that kind of show, but that's I guess that's how I've been. Uh, well, wait, do you not remember what happens in the next episode? I do, but is it because of the mushroom? Yes, it is. So the, basically, what he's doing is taking how they're how they're labeling is he almost taking like a psychedelic mushroom right. okay. that makes you like okay lose so he, your he's mind. powering yeah. up he's freaking mario okay right i looked it up before it's more so of a, a mushroom that gives you like not power but it gives you that mindset of just being like oh i can do i can run through a brick wall and be fine okay so, so it's yeah. it's like doing um what is that cocaine cocaine and then what's the other crazy one uh bath salts or yeah bath, it's basically like doing bath salts yeah um how what how far in are we time-wise we're an hour oh really okay go ahead then i was getting ready to take us on a side tangent we're gonna do it anyway the uh so thor's is so calm like i said i was just on a cruise ship so i want to ask you because i was i was looking around right i'm not the kind of guy who got on the cruise and was like Oh my god, this thing's gonna sink! Like I wasn't scared, but obviously they make you go through like the safety precautions, and everyone's just kind of going through the motions. And I was thinking, I was like, okay, if this thing started to go down, what would my mindset need to be? Because let the children and women live first. You can't be you can't be too calm, or else you're gonna lose your. If you're like, I'm just gonna let everyone go. They're all freaking out. I'll let them eat each other. And then I'll step in at the last. Set. You got to have a little bit of um, action taken because there's going to be a few guys you're going to have to like elbow in the face. To yeah, get yeah. you, you. That's what you worry about. You worry about the other guys. You, you got to focus first of all in any situation like that. Your manly powers will yeah. kick in. Your testosterone will kick in. You will want to save the women and the children. It's in. Dude. It's in every human's instincts. Children, yes, but I'm just going to say it. There were a few women where I was like, they do not deserve to be on a boat now, before I do. Now, well, I and I agree with that. When I say children and women, I mean like mothers that actually look like they take care of their children. Yeah, I'm yeah. not talking about single women. Who gives a fuck? Okay. Single older women, you're okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, yes, you're right. Of course, women and children first. And that That is the main goal. Then you start, okay, now, I'm, now I can survive. Most of the women and children are saved. Okay, besides the ones that I hand-selected not to be saved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I've got to focus on taking out, you know, there's going to be enemies around because now there, there might not be enough life support for everybody else. i got to be ready to fight and get on this ship and save myself. Here's the thing about cruise ships. they One of the first things they said in, like, the uh, safety presentation, they're like, we have got... we've got safe travel for everyone should the boat go down. I'm looking at the side of this cruise ship, man. The numbers aren't adding up, all right? <laughs> the numbers. I was on that cruise ship. It felt like there were 9,000 people on it. You look at the side of the thing, they got like 14 lifeboats. Yeah, yeah. I, see. I don't believe that at They all. start saying things like, uh, don't worry, there's uh, things at the bottom of the boat that inflate, that make life rafts for others. We've got everyone accounted for. I don't, I don't think it was adding up. I, I'm with you on that. I don't believe that at all. Do you think that the crew members would get the heads up before y'all and start getting stealing them? Oh, oh, oh. Everyone join the Patreon because I've got all sorts of things to say about this cruise, yeah. this cruise industry, the airline industry. Next Patreon episode, we'll be recording it here in a day or two. It's going to be awesome. Because I've got thoughts. Okay. Because to answer your question, I do think that they would know a little something extra. I do. Okay. So, Bjorn asks Askeladd if he can go take them out. He just wants to go do it himself. He's like, I'm about to eat this mushroom. Everything's good. And as soon as he says that, Thor's jumps across the fucking waters, okay, onto the ship. I don't know how far of a jump this is, but it looks like it's approximately 700 yards of a jump. <laughs> yeah. And then he just starts beating the shit out of some of the guys with his fists. I'll, I'll just say this about the jump. It was the kind of distance that he covered where if I was the one having to make it, this would have been me. I would have been like, I'm going to let him get a little closer. Yeah. Not quite yet. I'm going to let him get a little bit closer to ensure that I can make that gap. And then after he beats the shit out of a few guys with just his bare hands, he's not using a weapon, Askeladd gives the evil bad guy laugh and says, oh, you're good, troll of yom. Mm. End of episode. 
So you took it as like a bad guy laugh, or because I well, when took I, it when as I like s- a, oh, he's like that's a cool guy. Yeah, laugh. when I say when I say stereotypical like bad guy laugh, it's like the yeah, it's not really a bad guy laugh, you know? Because Askeladd's I mean like obviously he here he is getting ready to kill Thor's, but the way with the scene with Floki, I felt like they've already built him up to be like yeah, he's the bad guy, but come on, everyone mm-hmm. kind of likes him already. You kind of like yeah. him. And the way that he, like you can you can tell by the way he laughed and said that that he already has more respect for Thor's than he does any of his guys. Yeah, like and it's not even close. And Floki. And yes, yeah, oh one hundred percent. I think he had more respect for Thor's the moment Floki went and talked to him before he even met Thor's. I think he's like, oh I don't I I don't think Askeladd likes Floki at all. Yeah yeah yeah. Good episode. Excited for the next one. Um, like I said, check out the Patreon. Should be a fun episode this week. And you got anything else? I think that's about it. Thanks for uh, holding it down while I was gone, oh, making yeah. all the necessary posts. And great. I just had, you know, just a bundle of content. Yeah. Going out. You did really good. Proud of you. We'll talk with you next week. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.